In today's episode, we've got excerpts from new chapbooks, we've got some chapbook submissions deadlines, and a listener asks, why don't chapbooks count? Welcome to episode 14 of The Chapbook. I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are the directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. And friends, we are lovers of the form. We are such lovers of the form that we started this podcast just to talk about chapbooks, but to also demystify the publishing process and to share chapbook news and happenings. We got a lot of good stuff in the mail, Ross. We sure did. It seems like it's time for the September 2021 edition of Chapbook News You Can Use. (laughs) And big thanks to everyone who sent stuff in. We've got a boatload, a bevy, a treasure chest of chapbooks from Scram Press in Northampton, Massachusetts. James, the editor up there, does beautiful, beautiful letterpress work. Part of what I love about Scram Press is that they are clearly presenting work that has a sense of humor. These are not poems that are jokes, but these are poems that are definitely taking a lighter approach. Fully letter-pressed, hand-sewn. These are limited editions. So James sent over They Found the Python by John Meredith, which I got to admit, I was not familiar with John Meredith's work, but this very short chapbook. It had me giggling, but also as I arrived at some of the end of these poems, I was left a little bit awestruck. He also sent over So Say So by Ron Paget and The Trust by James Tate, which is one of his newest titles. The Trust is a collection of poems from James Tate that did not appear in any of his full length books, but they seem to have been drawn from some earlier chapbooks. They're collected now. They're back in print. It's a limited run, so go grab a copy of that. We also got in the mail Tom C. Hunley's chapbook called Adjusting to the Lights. This really took my breath away in some of these poems. I want to read to you an excerpt from one of his poems in this chapbook. It's called To Mellow His Meltdowns. The heart has many doors, wrote Dickinson. And on the rare occasion when my son lets me in his room to show me once again a YouTube video of the 10 fastest race cars, or to tell me that snakes move 12 miles per hour, I know I've entered a secret mythical place where my son walks tall, king of everything and shouting distance. And it's okay to shout in his world. It's okay to repeat a name a hundred times because the syllables taste so sweet. It's okay to bay and rage without pretension or say just what's on your mind, even if it's been there for months and you've been saying it over and over. Right on, Tom Hunley. These poems are really touching and really delve into the poet's experience as a parent. They really center around the home and family, and I highly recommend it. Noah, I think our listeners have begun to think we're only ever going to talk about poetry because we're poets. But that is not true. It's not true at all. We have got a couple of fiction chat books. So 30 West Publishing House, which I have to admit, I didn't know a whole lot about until I got a little package from their editor in chief, Josh Dale. They sent over a book called Common Ancestors by Noah Covo. I think that's how we pronounce the name. And friends, if we are mispronouncing your name, we don't really know any of the authors that we're talking about today. We apologize. We're trying to get it right. But yeah, Common Ancestors by Noah Covo. It's the winner of the fifth annual 30 West Chapbook Contest. And these 
flash fictions are sharp. They're really concerned with people for whom knowledge is a passion, but also not a balm or a tonic. And let me read you the, just the start of a story called Neanderthal, because if this does not pique your interest, then you are clearly just not going to have your interest piqued. Check this out. Neanderthal. Two months after we get married, my husband tells me that he is the last Neanderthal on Earth. We are nestled together on the couch when he says it, and I can tell he is serious. I do not laugh. I ask him how long he's known. He says he first found out when he was a teenager. An archaeologist came to his school as part of an attempt to encourage rural Americans to get into science. After the assembly, my husband was called into the principal's office. And while we're talking about flash fiction, there's a new one coming from our friends over at Black Lawrence. Breaking Points is a chap of Flash by Chelsea Stickle, and I think it's coming out in October of this year. We don't have an excerpt, but you can find Stickle's work in Matchbook, Pithead Chapel, McSweeney's Internet Tendency, and her story Postcard Town was selected for Best Microfiction 2021. Other stories by Stickle have been nominated for Best Small Fictions, Best of the Net, Best Microfiction, and the Pushcart Prize. So definitely keep your eye out for this one. And friends, if you've got chapbooks of fiction or nonfiction that are coming up in the future, let us know about them. We're at chapbook at bullcitypress.com. You can always email us with an electronic galley or send a copy on over to the office. Let's head back over and look at a few more poetry titles that are coming up. Here's one from Autumn House Press that's being pubbed this month. It may be out by the time this podcast airs. It's American Home by Sean Cho A. This is another collection that really sort of took me by surprise. I want to give you just a taste of the title poem, American Home. In America, the men at work still speak to my grandfather loud and slow. And he says the men in his dreams now only speak American too. He says the sleeping part doesn't bother him. Dreams aren't supposed to make sense. I'm told he has this one dream where, upon landing on the runway, the airplane's windows break open and his passport flies into a crow's mouth. In this same dream, he calls America home. Ooh, that's just a touch of that title poem, but uh, it's really a great one. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of this poet's work everywhere. This is somebody who's kind of setting things on fire right now in all the best ways. You know, there's another chap coming this month from Black Lawrence, and it's Black Under by Ashanti Anderson. It's coming out September 28th, 2021. It's the winner of the Spring 2020 Black River Chapbook Competition. Listen to this excerpt from the poem entitled Acrostic for My Last Breaths. But I don't sing to be heard. I do it to keep on. Ring diaphragm and rattle lung like sickness, each eighth note a reason to stay living. Can't take a rest, might hear the censors whining, that worried heavy falsetto of siren. How I hate the sound of dying. Rather riff, even if everything in me stops screaming. Mm. I am looking forward to having this one in the mailbox, in my paws. This one's going to be great. 
I just got one from Ghost City Press. It was published this year. It's Fire Sermons by Ray Hendricks. This one's a limited edition. And I think several of the other uh, chaps that we've talked about today are. But I know this one probably is not going to be around for very long. This is a chapbook of poems that's looking at fires in a variety of locations, a variety of emotional contexts. I want to read you a sample for Ruth after the wildfires for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and after Frank O'Hara. Tonight at the drugstore, I buy as many condoms and emergency contraceptives as I can carry and a candy bar from the stand at the front because isn't all this sadness deserving of something sweet? Ruth, 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 on the walk home, I whisper your name like a prayer. Smoke still hanging heavy in the dampening evening air. The rain announcing itself too little, too late. Two towns away, the next two towns have already disappeared to cinder. The boot print of a careless god stamped into the fur. Ruth, Ruth, what are we going to do without you? The air is still too thick with ash to breathe. Wow. I can see how that one caught your attention. You know, it's, it is tough to maintain a thematic collection around something like fire. I mean, it's, it's a primal element. It's one of those sort of dangerous things to hold on to. And this is a book that I think really manages it. I would, I'm really impressed with this one. You out there may have a chapbook that you're considering sending out for publication. And we've got a couple of submission deadlines that are coming up that may be of interest to you. The first one is Seven Kitchens Press with their Rain Arroyo chapbook series. They're open for original unpublished poetry manuscripts. It's open to all poets. And although Seven Kitchens publishes almost exclusively in English, they are welcoming manuscripts for this series that mix both English and Spanish. There are no restrictions on content or form. This one opens October 1st and closes November 15th. There's no fee, but Seven Kitchens is asking that maybe you pick up a chapbook from their website. Previous poets from this series are Oliver Bendorf and Wayne Johns. Sixth Bench is reading chapbook submissions through December 6th, asking for donations. I love it when presses ask for donations rather than imposing a flat fee on everybody. I think there's something really noble about that. Check out the store link at the Sixth Finch site to see the previous chapbooks in their series. We mentioned these guys a little earlier in today's episode. Black Lawrence is opening up their fall Black River chapbook competition, which runs until October 31st. There is a fee for this one. Many of their guidelines will sound familiar, such as taking your name off the submission so that it's anonymous. Their judges rotate among previous Black Lawrence chapbook authors, which include Camden Hilliard, Mary Biddinger, and Sam Sachs. All right. So some really good opportunities out there if you got a chap you're sending out. Friends, we've been inviting everybody to send us their questions about chapbooks just recently, and we've got one from the mailbag. Catherine Endermauer asks, I would love if you'd talk a bit in one of your chapbook podcast episodes about the chapbook versus the full length, not in terms of a stepping stone or a separate thing, but in the terms of, quote, the chapbook isn't a real book or, quote, a chapbook doesn't count. I know, for example, that a lot of contests open to writers who've not yet published a book don't count a chapbook in that regard. She also asks, 
How much should a writer celebrate or take seriously the idea that the chapbook is a book in terms of launch parties or trying to get it reviewed, especially if they're going to be doing something similar if and when their full-length version gets picked up? I'm going to jump in on the second part of the question first, which is how much should a writer celebrate or take seriously the chapbook in terms of launch parties and et cetera. I think that reviewers and reading series and bookstores will take your book as seriously as you take it. And so approaching all of those venues or each of those venues with the same kind of seriousness as well as enthusiasm that you might have around your first full-length book will telegraph to each of those places the level of excitement and enthusiasm that listeners and potential buyers may have for this book as well. You know, the the old saying is act like you've been there before. But I, I actually think that in terms of an emerging writer who's got a chapbook and is still working on getting their first full length published, my best piece of advice is act like you'll be there again. And that's not to say blow off the chapbook because the full length is coming. That's to say that you should approach the chapbook with the same professionalism that you plan to bring to the full length. Now, of course, you're going to learn a few things. If you're early in your career, the first publication that comes out, the first time you tour around a book, the first time you do readings, you're going to pick up a few things and think, oh, you know, I wish I had done that differently or next time I'm going to do this. But I think if you approach it with seriousness and treat the chapbook as though it's a real book, you're essentially polishing that skill set for the next collection. So this idea that the chapbook isn't a real book or a chapbook somehow doesn't count. No, where do you think that comes from? Well, my first response is a lot of times chapbooks don't show up in the normal places you find books. Yeah, they often don't have wide distribution. They often are in limited runs. So after you've sold 100, it's gone for good. And that can definitely lead to that perception. But there are a lot of chapbook publishers out there now who are not doing limited runs, who have great distribution, whose books you can get on Amazon, whose books you can, oh, don't get books on Amazon, by the way, whose books you can get in bookstores and whose books you can get directly from their website. So widely, widely available. I think that there's a degree to which academia continues to sort of reinforce this idea that somehow you're not a real poet until that first book is out because the first book is going to be the thing that counts towards your tenure. To my mind, that's ridiculous. I, we could probably do a whole episode about things that I think are ridiculous in academia. I also think sometimes authors themselves may bring a sense of this isn't as important to the project of a chapbook versus their full length. Sometimes when the chapbook comes out with a selection of poems from the full-length manuscript that's already pretty much finished, the author may be unintentionally telegraphing a sense of, this is the preview, or the real thing's coming. That's not to say that poems from your chapbook should never appear in your full-length, but as we talked about in episodes 10 and 11 with Karen McCadden, they really need to be doing something different. They need to feel like a complete thing in and of themselves that you can stand behind. But it does often happen that people just sort of include a selection because the full-length isn't done or because they're trying to get a publication in place before the full-length lands. And you know what? No shade to those folks. 
But the most satisfying reading experiences are ones that are complete in and of themselves. So if you're sending around a chapbook manuscript and a full length, it may be a really good time to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Is it because each collection is necessary in and of itself? Or is it because I'm doing the hard work and I'm just trying to make it work? I mean, it sounds like it's worth asking, am I sending out this chapbook and this full length simultaneously just because I want to get something published? Or is the chapbook as a project a standalone endeavor that you can stand behind? And so unfortunately, I'm not sure that we have a definitive answer to that question. I think that's always going to be in the mind of the writer and how it's presented to the world. I've definitely seen chapbooks that I would consider to be of equal merit, where one author treats it as her first book and it's a separate thing. Her whole heart and soul goes into it. The chapbook really takes off. Another author, again, a chapbook of equal merit. He maybe treats it as though it's a a stepping stone on the way to the full length and doesn't put the whole heart and soul in that because the whole heart and soul really belongs to the full length book. And it's okay to say, yeah, my, my heart is elsewhere. Right. I think that's really illuminating. What you're saying is, as long as it's clear in the mind of the author, I think that's what really counts. So we hope we've done justice to your question. And if anybody else has questions for us, you can find us at chatbook at bullcitypress.com. That's our email. If you like the podcast, why not go ahead and click subscribe or better yet, tell a friend. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and all of the other major pod places. Listen, every review matters for a small, fledgling podcast like our own. So if you have a moment, go online and leave some reviews. You can find out what we're up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We're Bull City Press on both or visiting BullCityPress.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ross White. And you can find me at DC Noah. And once again, you can email us at chatbook at BullCityPress.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. 